Allison Gray. Hi. Hello and welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I had prefaced this whole thing by saying I wanted to talk to you about our inability to say no to things, which is, I think, a little dramatic and hyperbolic. Also, that's why I'm here. But yeah, we're... That's true. You're, you agreed to do this podcast because yeah. you can't say no to things. But we're both in charge of a lot of things um, and sometimes little projects that take tons of time. And obviously we share Parched Ultimate and the Parched Awards, yeah. which takes hours, tens of hundreds of hours each year to put on this two and a half hour award show. Yeah. And we've, we've talked this year about passing it on to someone else. And I'm already like... Should we? <laughs> <laughs> Can we trust anyone else with our baby? Well, that, and I don't know if I want to. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's fun. It is so stressful yeah. to plan it every year, but so when worth it, happens, it for some so reason. Great. Uh, so great. If you could, off the top of your head, how many different, can you name all the different things you have a hand in either organizing or participating in at a leadership level? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I guess, well, in real life, I, I feel like to... I, yeah, I always, my real life, my, for my, for my job, it's, it's getting really, you know, pretty, pretty hectic. So let's say career aside, career not, aside, not work things. These are extracurriculars okay. that you're not but, paid to do for the most part. So I'm also, I, I'm in an organization called Urban Land Institute that's been taking a lot of my extra time. It is work related. Um, and of course I started showing up. I... I feel like I'm good at responding to emails and showing up to things. And I think people see that and let me, uh, and they're like, oh, well then she can be on a committee. And then she does, she goes to the committee meeting. So now she, I'm like, now it's my second year. I'm co-chair of the programs committee, which is a, a pretty big deal. Um, but then I'm on parched. Um, I ultimate just, Frisbee team. For ultimate Frisbee team. Unfamiliar. Um, which doesn't compete like in any series or anything no. it's completely recreational but plays but yet, year round people are like you have indoor practice space and we're like of obviously we, we do <laughs> says the girl who was on the women's gold team at yeah. beach worlds she's like you yes. guys do indoor like we've Our been, we've been practicing team. every week for months and months and months and we won't stop um so I, yeah i do parched um i still do some of the planning for filthy i have a meeting on wednesday filthy gorgeous another filthy frisbee gorgeous team. another frisbee team um i'm on the board for st louis ultimate association so another frisbee thing um it's now a weekly conference call and a lot of work um just to give me a sense how long is that conference call it was an hour and a half on monday is that short or long that is so far kind it's it's long but but it's usually like an hour and 15 minutes okay so that's at least an hour a week. Yeah, it's at least an hour a week. For a phone call for that organization. Um, you got an hour and a half for Parched. Yeah, today I had a meeting for this trivia group I'm on. Um, that event's going to happen on April 6th. It's the breast trivia night ever. Um, and I'm on that committee. So we had that. Um, I guess that's kind of... That's kind of it. Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm getting involved with the the St. Louis women's team for another frisbee thing. Um, I'm involved in that planning. Why do you like frisbee so much? Uh, I, I, I really like throwing a frisbee, and it all started from there, just because I felt like I liked it and I was good at it. Um, but then I just really like the people, and if I look back on my life in the last, like, I guess I started playing maybe six, seven years ago. 
um, like almost 90% of my friends that I hang out with on the weekends or on a daily basis are from Frisbee. So I think that that kind of blows my mind like about how 10 years ago I had a whole different group of friends. Uh, now it's all these Frisbee people who I really like. Um, but yeah, I just really like playing Frisbee. I like throwing. Um, I like the game a lot. So um, it's, a, it's the only way that I think I can get myself to to run on a, on a routine basis. So that's kind of my, like how I tell myself it's good for me is, is from that. Um, I had, I was telling you, I had uh, a conversation today with Jason, the head of school from Crossroads, and we were mm-hmm. talking about a number of things, including how do we choose what's important? How do we choose where to spend our time, which is largely what this conversation is supposed to be about. Yeah. But we were talking about frisbee and like the things that i do with grade schoolers um for example i used to coach afton high school and i was coaching castle last year um and parched and he challenged me to say like why do i do the roles that i do and like the things that that i'm involved in and i believe you're the same way are not the skills based things i'm not organizing things where i'm trying to get people's form better trying to teach people to think better what i think you and i have in common uh and correct me if i'm wrong is we're both doing work to try to get more people to play and to try to make it easier for other people to participate or join this sport. Yeah. Like we're, we're at these organizational levels where we're trying to take stuff off other people's plates so that more people can play the game and be a part of it. Exactly. Like That's the only reason that I'm still involved with Filthy Gorgeous, which is a, a women's frisbee team in St. Louis. Um, it's more it's like it's a low-key version um it's not super competitive um that's how i started playing in a, in a more serious like routine way um and i feel like it has the role of being there to welcome new players and i was captain for two years and then that was maybe three years ago and i kept trying to like wean myself off of it just because in the summer i'm already doing you know three like yeah, three leagues sometimes. We have parched practice. Um, having another filthy practice in there kind of, one, takes up all my nights and my like my joints can't handle it really. Um, but I don't want to stop because if I stop, then they might not have enough people. And if they don't have enough people, then it might just completely end as a team. Um, Does that make you feel I've, – I've done the same thing with Castle where, like, mm-hmm. I've stayed a part of it because, like, I want to keep it alive. And yeah. I feel like sometimes – it's on the brink of falling apart. It has been. And now there's good leadership in place that's taking it into the future. But I felt like if I didn't participate a few years ago, that I was sort of the bridge from one leadership sequence to another. Uh-huh. And part of me felt like all the work that people had put in the past would have been a waste yeah. if I didn't make the sacrifices with my time that I did. Do you feel? Oh, not- yeah. I felt so much guilt about it. Like I, when when I started, I felt like it had a really good... I don't know, group of people who would show up, like there was maybe about 15 people who'd go to practice every week. And then I started captaining and there was like four or five for, for a while for like every week. Because of you? I don't think it was because of me. I think it was just sometimes there's fluctuations on people who can go. Um, like there was a group of people who were just, you know, they get real things to do and they have kids and they get married and they get jobs that pick up. 
they do real life stuff. Um, I I'm, and I get that. That's funny to me because I I was saying something like that the other day to somebody about like you know how these things are, and realizing that that list of things like some people you know they're they've got job promotions or they're traveling for work or they're building families, and I'm doing none of those yeah. things. Um, and I feel like I live in this strange void of most responsibility, which is what gives me the time to be a part of all this nonsense. I'm doing yeah. I feel like I'm only doing a little bit of that. Like I'm like, oh my, but dad, my career. I don't have a family or kids, but I have job stuff. So like that's good. But um, um, uh, yeah. Quick tangent, not quick at all, actually. Uh, you also play kickball. Oh, I used to play kickball. I'm also on a volleyball team that plays on Friday nights. Okay. Um, I don't know about volleyball uh-huh. and how you play there, but I've heard like in kickball, oh. you're a competitive beast. And, and you, you play the game differently than you do Frisbee. That's, that is true. Okay. My, my question is, you said you like throwing the Frisbee. That's mm-hmm. why you play. Is there anything about the sport bigger than that, beyond the actual mechanics of playing it, that attracts you to ultimate over some of the other sports? And you're not involved in the leadership of kickball, and I hope not involved in the leadership of volleyball. Oh, no. Um, not at all. Yeah. But what beyond throwing the disc makes you so passionate about ultimate frisbee as a sport um so i i tell this to a lot of people who who play like soccer currently or um who are parts of basketball or softball teams like my 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 little cousins or um co-workers when they're talking about their kids who are in high school who are playing soccer um and are planning like what they're going to do next in college and i'm like Look at Frisbee, because in what other sport can you be in your 30s and still have such a strong group of friends that you actually go for a whole entire weekend and do a tournament together? Um, I don't I don't really see that in a lot of other sports. And and I love that a huge part of Frisbee and like the spirit of of ultimate is that you have these tournaments and these weekends and these games where you can go and you can play either seriously or in our case, not that seriously, but still want to play and want to play hard and just have a fun time. Um, and I feel like that's just such a, a strange thing that you don't find ever like all, all over. Um, like just being in a group that just supports people to come out and play and have fun. Um, but also to travel for, you know, six hours, play a game for all day, and then play a game the whole day the next day um, and act like it's a normal thing that people do. Yeah, I guess I, we, I mean, we all live in bubbles, but uh-huh. without getting into a much deeper conversation. I don't know of any other sport played by people our age where, like, I know people play, like, you volleyball or kickball, but, like, mm-hmm. no one plays on a kickball team that travels. Like, yeah, and I, like and it's I do, not a common thing. Yeah. And granted, like you said, 90% of your friends play ultimate. For me, it's about the same. Yeah. And so I know that's an insulated opinion, but at the same time, like a lot of people I know go to ultimate Frisbee tournaments uh-huh. and that's a blast. I don't know anyone who goes to like softball yeah. tournaments who's not like competing and being serious. There's no just recreational. It's just one thing. Yeah. yeah. I do know the D1 people of the um, big ball to kickball league did go and travel sometimes but i don't think that's actually comparable really it's like it would only be 
if one team from St. Louis traveled on like occasion and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go to a tournament where I'm going to see five St. Louis teams and we're all going to be there. Um, but yeah, also I'm, I was very involved in kickball for a while. So I do, I do know the serious kickball players who travel, um, but they are very competitive. I was going to say one of the things that I love about ultimate, and this isn't where I wanted the conversation to go necessarily, but, um, ultimate being self-officiated kind of keeps jerks out of the sport a little mm-hmm. bit. You can't like get away with rule violations That's because not the case in kickball. Right. And so yeah. I, what I love about ultimate tournaments is so often you're on the other side of the field um, with the opposing team. Like mm-hmm. as a coach, I'm always on the other side of the field um, with, with castle. I was with the opponents and we're joking. We're talking the whole time. Like even in close competitive games, everyone is sort of, you know, on the same page. And when there's one player who gets a little overheated uh, temper-wise and yells at people or has something like, even their own team, most people are like, okay, this oh, dude. Like, stop. Th- yeah, yeah th- there's, there's an acceptance of, there's a standard of expectation uh-huh. for how to behave on the field. And when anyone violates that, everyone sort of notices. Yeah. It's not like you just have one team trying to win at all costs. Like, yeah, we're being competitive, but usually not at the expense of sportsmanship and there are exceptions to that but that's why i loved it um can you say as a generalization you're saying kickball is not necessarily that way oh no i mean there there are a lot of leagues and this is i feel like this is so dorky but um yeah we but when i played we were in a division two or division three team um so we kind of played with the more competitive people um like Kellen and Laura are on a kickball team and they suck. Um, so they're in D6 um, and they're really like low key about it. And I, um, I'm sure I'd, I'd hate playing with them. Uh, so <laughs> uh, like it was just, it's, it's serious. Like I, and I would get like really, ups- it's such a strategy game sometimes with kickball um, where you should know, you know, when to throw it back to the, pitcher and like when to run and like you should never throw it at a runner unless you have someone behind him um and that's when i would get really upset with people or if they don't tag up um but yeah we we would play with people who were very serious who would um kind of bend the rules or really try to get away with stuff or um just like like in every single game there's things that will go your way and things that don't go your way um, and there, there is an, there is uh, an ump for kickball, and there are just people that every single time are going to get upset at the upset at the um, ump, um, and even on our team, that that was a big issue with our team because there was a few people who were just super serious about it. Like this was their way to be competitive every week, um, and we would try to be like a really fun team, but we also would on occasion chant rules over and over and over again when someone was trying to get away with something um anyway i was noticing kickball that. was weird but it's not unlike other sports yeah no yeah i think it tracks with like softball um i watched a kid's softball game um for the first time this summer it was i have a niece who's very active in softball so we watched her game and the very first inning a dad from the other team was kicked out of the game so i i knew somebody who coached uh, high school uh, and I'm sorry college softball they coach like a private club high school team and they coach one of the colleges in the area um, and he was saying how it was women's softball and he was saying how it was 
he was kicked out. He's kicks out, kicked out of games regularly. Like it's mm-hmm. not uncommon. But he was saying he has to do that to show his team that he's standing up for them. Like if yeah. there's a bad call, he'll lose his mind and you know ream the ump verbally until he's kicked out as like a sign for his team of like. Look, I saw it. It was a nonsense call, and I'm not going to stand for that. Uh-huh. And I was just like slack jawed, flabbergasted, like, what? Yeah. That's not a, this isn't a gang's thing where you need to stand up for your cred. Like, I feel like, you can't especially, lose face. especially as a coach, like, if you're setting an example for how to behave, how to be a good sportsman, how to have relationship with opponents, with officials, with authority. Even if a bad call is made, calmly yeah. arguing your case of saying, I disagree. I th- I know that the rules state that you can't reverse your call at this point, but please keep in mind that this has been happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, there are really, really smart ways to have not an argument, but a dialogue about what happened where I feel like when you're a coach coaching any sort of group that's younger and not professional, you have somewhat of a responsibility to not lose your mind and be like, hey, the example I'm going to set is that go crazy, go yeah. absolutely crazy and get kicked out so that way you can say you did. So and that was just such a weird precedent. And I'm so happy that that's not a part of our sport, which is yeah. why it is our sport and the other sports, for me anyways, aren't. Yeah. I think people, I think it's upsetting it makes my stomach hurt when i see it i'm a nervous kid and i get nervous in those situations so i don't i don't like it so um as i set up this next thing if you need a drink go ahead you've been holding that mic you're worried about the dead space but i'm gonna fill it um i noticed which of the two bottles you drank out of but no one else does i brought wine and water yeah and only one of them you really drank out of (laughs) but the other one's open in case I need it. You've got it. the option. I, I respect that. Um, let's get serious. You're a woman. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. the listeners who are there. I am. Yeah. Um, you're involved with Women's Ultimate. Yes. And stuff like that. And the Breast Trivia Night Ever uh-huh. is for breast cancer, which is, I guess, not uniquely female. No, but yeah, it's not. Primarily. But I think it is primarily yeah. known as that. Um. With your extracurriculars and, and with where you put your time, you're not just volunteering for any ultimate team. You're not involved with the men's team um, right. in ultimate. Why do you think, not why do you think it's important, but where do you see, if if all of your efforts toward helping female ultimate succeed and helping the female organizations that you participate in, if all those efforts have 100% success rate, what does the future look like for the the organizations you're involved with um i think anytime that you increase um women participation then you're increasing participation across the board um i am really involved with women's ultimate and when i joined the st louis ultimate association as the board um one of the things i stressed on what like what i wanted to be involved in in was um you know increasing women's roles in the organization um increasing uh, the amount of women women who play in in the leagues um but in in like work wise i'm also involved in uh the urban land institute has a women's leadership initiative which i'm very involved in um and i think it's just always important to realize that um like representation is an important thing and having more women involved in uh 
when where you are is always going to be good for people. Um, I work in a very like male dominated industry. Uh, Which is? So I work in commercial real estate. Okay. I am um, I'm the research director for a company and it's just, you know, you're in a room full of men like a, a lot of the times. And so it's really nice to have groups that kind of focus on um, having strong women roles. And I really try to, to build that up so that when other people are looking at those industries or, um, and I know it's it's kind of weird to think in, in the bigger picture, but I want to, I want to make sure that when women, when, when younger women look at, you know, this, a Frisbee team, that they don't see that the only people who are speaking and the only people who have a voice are the good men on the team or, or, you know, on the same time, the good women, like I'm involved in the St. Louis ultimate board. Um, but like, I'm not the best, I'm not one of the best players in St. Louis. Like I'm not by far, I'm not one of the best women in, in St. Louis. Um, but I want to be involved because I want people to see that even if you're not, and even if you're not like the dominant, you know, ginger or the dominant, you know, whatever in that, um, organization that you can still have a voice and that you can have, be an active role, be an active participant. Um, like in in a bigger picture, I think increasing diversity always makes conversations better, um, the group product better, and in the in the long run, um, just the quality of the game for the you know long term. I think it's more viable if you get more women in playing. And it's one of those sports where I feel like you look at like the Winter Olympics that just happened typically dominated by athletes of a particular hue i don't think that's being unfair um but with the built-in gateways to snow skiing if you want to be a world champion snow skier you gotta have some money yeah you gotta have some money to buy your hundred dollar lift tickets every day and your skis and the equipment and um like it's an expensive sport to play and there's a lot of sports where there's such a high cost of entry um, just financially that it excludes a lot of, of different you know portions of the population based solely on the socioeconomics of the requirements of the game. And Frisbee doesn't have that. Right. You need uh, cleats are optional. They're helpful, but they're optional. And discs, you need one for every 14 people. And you can, I'll give you one for free if you need one. And you but don't you get need it for cones. Like 10 bucks. Yeah. You can use anything for cones. You can set shoes out. Water bottles. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that allows people to, it it allows the sport to be, it's primed for diversity. Yeah. It's it's primed for that. It just needs some very deliberate pushing in that direction. I think it's cool that you're a big part of that. Trying. There's something I'm in those conference calls. We'll talk more about this after the podcast, but I had a really cool conversation with uh, Adriana, the CEO of uh, VC Ultimate, um, and they're, they were doing a program um, sort of looking for sponsorship for spokespeople and stuff, and their initial thought, like most people, was like looking for the elite athletes to represent them, like these are VC athletes, and it quickly became obvious to them that that's not what their values are. We're like, yeah, competition and skill is a big part of it, but they didn't want to exclude people because they weren't good enough. And they wanted to look for people who are fostering the community and fostering 
uh, a love of the sport and a love of sportsmanship and and your teammates and stuff like that and so they've got this different ambassador program that they've outlined which is focused not on skill but on sort of passion for the game and involvement at different levels and stuff and i think hey you'd be a great candidate for it is that um, how you, are you doing that no okay. um we're doing all sorts of different stuff and and we'll talk okay. later when we're not on a podcast that no one's gonna are you sure to. we don't all want to talk about parch stuff or frisbee stuff right now We'll do another podcast of the Parched Planning yeah. Podcast. Uh, we'll get 16 subscribers. Okay. I'm excited. Um, no, but it, it just it was cool and refreshing to hear their take on what's important in a spokesperson. And it wasn't about being the best, like you were saying. It's not about that. It's about leadership. It's about uh, commitment and making progress towards making the sport more accessible. Mm-hmm. I see you getting ready to take a little video. Yeah. Is this your one second a day video? Yes. I think it's a good place to end our conversation then with this one second video of your wine and me talking into a microphone. Hello. I hope that was a great video because it's awful podcast material right now. No, it's great. And also anyone who knows me will enjoy that. This would be the part that um, is in that second of the day. On March 20th, when you see that little video. I could do a boomerang. People will like even more. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Even better for podcasts. We'll have to take a picture at the end for the thumbnail, Yeah, obviously, so we can hit a boomerang in there. I always, like, when I look at podcasts, I always pull up the... I, I always pull up where they are on, the, on their Facebook page so I can see that little thumbnail of who was, who was in it. And you get to beat that thumbnail today. Yeah. So we're at 25 minutes. I just wanted to talk about what we do in our spare time. Okay. We I do had so- hours of material for this. Well, why don't you record that on your own and okay. email it to me, and then I'll post it without right. listening to it, and that'll work. All right. Well, any, any other questions? Not how, for this How one. should we end it? Uh, do you have a sign-off? I don't have a sign-off, but do you have, like, any pro- – if somebody wanted to find you on Instagram, are you trying to grow a crowd anywhere? If somebody wanted to get involved with Ultimate, how do they find you? Oh, if you want to get involved in Ultimate, um, I think I actually have a, an, uh, a Slua web – an email now. Exciting. I think it's allison at slua.org. S-L-U-A, um, St. Louis Ultimate Association. Yes. .org. Um, Although I tested it today and I didn't actually check like check it to see if it went through, but so you didn't um, guys, test it. more important, um, I sent myself a test email and I I just didn't check to see if a okay. test email came through. Um, I'm Allie Fay eighty four on Instagram. Spell that real quick. I'm gonna a- put it somewhere. L L I F A Y E eight four at Instagram dot net Instagram dot com dot net dot biz. Yeah. Cool. Dot edu. Well, thanks for talking. Hey, it was great. This whole thing this started easy. because we don't say no to things and true to true to form. You agreed to do this. Yeah. I did just say no to a, a sand volleyball team. So I'm taking baby steps. Yeah. That was your mm-hmm. news resolution, right? It, it wasn't. I had 18. That was not one of them. You had 18 resolutions? Uh-huh. Oh, God. How many have you kept so far? That will be a whole other podcast. I'm, I've actually did. I've done really well on almost all of them except for my uh wearing lipsticks you had a resolution about lipsticks yeah did you want to wear more or less i want to wear more i want to wear lipstick more often and i think i've worn it twice well i appreciate you not wearing it and getting it on the microphone i almost i, I thought about wearing it for audio this. only if we did a video podcast do it i just me. thought it would make me feel more confident but did it i didn't do it did do you not feel confident though no not really okay <laughs> well on that note see you later All right, bye